Steve wraps up his week without dawn with Kristen Weatherall to help provide us help for the hungry soul. Any plans for the weekend? Let us know. 800-555-7898. That's right. It's been a whole week without her going into a little bit of dawn withdrawal here. Like, I've not had enough pink in my life this week, Briggs. A little little sparkle has been missing as well. Sorry I didn't help you in that area. I know. Well, I would have more concern <laughs> and question if you did help me in that area this week. Uh, so I had to reach out and, and invite a friend to come into the studio and join me here. And is she who, wearing pink? She is not wearing pink or this sparkles? morning. Uh, no, she didn't no get big the memo. sparkle. No, uh, no she, she missed that memo. Well, I didn't pass that memo along, okay. so it's not on her. That That's okay. on me. That's on you. I'm going to own right. that one today. Okay. You do that. All right. Okay. <laughs> But uh, Kristen Weatherall is with us. Uh, Kristen is an author, speaker, pastor's wife, mom, and has written a book that we're going to spend a little time talking about this hour, this idea of cultivating an appetite for the Word of God. But man, it is so good to see you. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. I know you and I had, we, we are in the studio where we used to work together exactly. several years ago. Yeah. So this is fun. Yeah. So I'm, I'm in Chicago uh, for the past couple of days, in case uh, you missed that earlier. And in what was my old office for years and is where we are, and your office used to be right next door to mine. Right next door. Yeah. That's it. And so neither one of us are in this building anymore, but it's great to uh, reunite for a minute here. It's a joy. Yes, yes. Well, a lot has changed since uh, our offices were next to each other. We moved to Nashville. You went home. Mom started writing books, all the the things. Uh, And it's been really cool to see how God has continued to to work in your life and what how he's continued to mold you, shape you, and how you have allowed others to enter in to what he's been showing you as you've been writing and, and blogging and speaking. And so this idea, though, of really getting into the Word of God and allowing it to get into us, mm. was there something that really kind of precipitated that? Was there any... Because I know that you've yes. always you know, cared about the Word of God, but was there anything that you're like, okay, I'm, I'm really going deeper with this right now? Yes. Oh, well, I mean, Open the Bible it used to be called Unlocking the Bible. That was a big part of the story, right, was working here and, and really sitting under the teaching of Pastor Colin Smith. That was huge, being involved at our church, the Orchard, and seeing the value and um, the necessity of being rooted in the Word of Christ. And how when we open the Bible, we're not just opening a book, we're encountering a person, a living, resurrected person who longs to draw near to us. Um, That was huge. But the other moment for me was picking up John Piper's book, reading the Bible supernaturally, and, and feeling as though all of these truths and realities that somewhere I knew in, you know, deep down inside from reading the word, having him explain what was happening, this miracle of supernatural grace that happens every time we open God's word, it blew my mind. Yeah. <laughs> and so that was a big moment for me of understanding that, yes, this is, you know, qu- quotes, just a book, but it's not just a book. Something supernatural is happening every time I open it. That was so helpful. All right. So I, w- I want to camp there for just a second. There's an expectation I hear you say that you expect now to hear from God in a supernatural way when you open the book. And I wonder how many of us, and I'm challenging myself with that (laughs) this morning, how many of us, when we open the book, expect to hear something from God. 
when you talk about that idea kind of blowing your mind a little bit, how, as you began to approach the scripture with that attitude and with that mindset, did maybe your Bible reading change in any way? Well, I would say that I, I understood better God's personal invitation to me and to all of his people, you know, the church as yeah. a whole. So it's personal, but it's also corporate um, to listen to him and to take up his word and then to live by it. You know, I have open in front of me Isaiah 55, and I'll read a little bit of it because the invitation is right here. God says, come, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And he who has no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which does not satisfy? And then he says this, listen diligently to me and eat what is good and delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear and come to me here that your soul may live. So God is inviting us into a relationship with him through Christ. How is he doing it? Listen to me, yeah. incline your ear, hear my words. It's happening through this word. And so the thought that God was waiting to speak to me every single day in his word, it did change a lot for me. Wow. Well, it changed a lot. And uh, you have written a book that I want to spend a little time talking about this hour. It is called Help for the Hungry Soul as well as a number of other books. And we want to connect you with that, with Kristen. And so you can go uh, to our Facebook page in just a moment, and we're going to put the link on there, kristenweatherall.com, if you want to go directly to her website. But I want to come back and talk a little bit about what we can do in our Bible reading to, in a sense, hear from God and remind ourselves about how really precious His Word is. And, and so maybe you've got a question or comment along the way, certainly Feel free to text in this morning, 800-555-7898. Find us on Facebook at Dawn and Steve in the Mornings. And you're going to find the links there to a lot of the different books, topics, and guests that we're talking to throughout the morning, including Kristen Weatherall, author of Help for the Hungry Soul. She is uh, also a, a mom, blogger, speaker, and uh, written other books as well. KristenWeatherall.com, or again, link you through the Facebook page, Don and Steve in the Morning. But uh, Kristen, as we talk about the Word of God this hour and uh, spending time in it. You know, I think all of us probably know that, and, and we've read the verses, and we know intellectually that God's Word says it is living and active and powerful. You were talking about the reading the book, you know, expecting to hear from God and supernatural and, and all of that. And, and we, like, intellectually know this, and that should be what we experience. But the reality of many of our lives is that is not what we're experiencing. We open up the Bible, and it honestly can feel a little dry and a little dull. When we're in a season like that, how would you encourage us to think, to pray, maybe something to do, uh, an attitude, a posture, whatever, so mm -hmm. that the Word is living and active in our lives once again? Yes. Well, it's a great question because we all experience it. So yeah. if you're in this place right now, you are normal. This is a normal Christian experience, and I think many of us, myself included, feel guilty about it. We feel um, right. badly about it. Am I alone? So we don't say anything. And then the isolation can make it worse or the the, the silence can make it feel worse. Um, I think identifying where you're at is a great place to start because you can't know how to get to where you're going unless you know first where your heart is at. So simply start by praying, you know, Psalm 139, search me, O Lord, and know my heart and test my thoughts and point out any grievous way within me, what is it, Lord, that is keeping me 
from loving your words the way that I ought to. Um, and I think it's also helpful to tell someone, you know, maybe it's your yeah. spouse if you're married, maybe it's a best friend or someone else in the church. Maybe you meet with a pastor or a women's director and you say, you know, I, I, I'm coming to this place of realizing that I, I don't feel for my Bible the way that I want to feel. Can you help me? And I guarantee you that they'll have some wisdom to share. But starting by doing a heart check and trying to identify even the obstacles that would hinder you from getting in the word, from um, you know feeling what you ought to feel, and then mm-hmm. confessing that before the Lord and saying, Lord, help, because I can't. This is not something that I can produce on my own. Yeah. I, I mean... Just one of the things that I, I came up against at one point in time in my life was that exact thing. The, the word feels dry, right? And it's, it's kind of dull and stale and whatever. And wondering why is that the case? Because I know it shouldn't be that way. And after doing exactly what you were talking about, I, I realized that I had gotten to this point where so many of the prayers that I had prayed and so many of the things that I longed for and asked God for had not materialized the way in which I wanted like God oh, hadn't answered my prayer interesting. the yeah. way that I wanted him to answer my prayer. Mm-hmm. And so I don't even think I was necessarily aware of this until I did that kind of reflection uh, thing it was like, I was almost expecting not to hear from God because wow. he wasn't answering my prayer in the way I wanted him to answer. And so like, uh, he's not showing up. Mm. He's not giving me what I want. He's not doing whatever. And the hardness of heart kind of began to slowly creep in. And it is exactly what you're talking about, mm. of doing that kind of soul searching, heart searching, and uh, then reading with intentionality those reminders of God's love for us that kind of reawaken that heart again. Right. Well, it makes me think, Steve, of, um, I just read this with the kids last night, Isaiah 66, 1 and 2, where God is saying, heaven is my throne yeah. and the earth is my footstool. So I am Lord God of the universe. And yet this is the one to whom I will look, he who is humble and contrite in spirit and trembles at my word. And so, yeah, we come to a place of saying, oh, Lord, humble me. Yeah. <laughs> my heart is hard. I'm I'm thinking that I should be God and I should know the answers to the prayers. But um, I love that. That's a beautiful example of humility. Well, I, I think that is one of the things that, at least for me, what you're saying, it just so resonated with that. And, and what you said a few minutes ago, I think it was from Isaiah 55, talking about the fact that God desires this intimate love relationship with us that that's real that's real and intimate if the person listening this morning has kind of felt like yeah i again i know that conceptually but i'm struggling with that is there biblical principle a passage something Mm. that you're thinking about man this is a something that I would encourage you to read to meditate on to reflect on to be reminded that the Bible is not just God's instruction manual, which in a sense it is, but it's also his love letter to us. Yeah. Well, it makes me think of uh, Paul's prayer for spiritual strength from Ephesians 3. This has been so helpful to me when when I've kind of said, you know, Lord, I know that you love me. You know, you still love the world that you sent your son, but I don't, I don't feel that love. Yeah. Paul prays, um, I pray that you may have the strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. And how do we know that love? We get into the word of God, the letter that he's written to us. Well, maybe you've got a question or comment this morning for Kristen. Certainly feel free to uh, text that in 800-555-7898. That's 800-555-7898. 
Her book is called Help for the Hungry Soul. You can connect with her, KristenWeatherall.com, or through the Facebook link on Don and Steve in the Morning. Got to go? Take Dawn and Steve with you on the Moody Radio app. That's a great way to stay connected as you're out and about. But as we uh, think about connecting with things, I know sometimes we say, okay, I want to I want to connect with God. I want to cultivate that relationship with Him. And we know that that happens as we spend time with Him in His Word and in prayer. But as uh, we do that, sometimes our, our experience is not what we want it to be. Kristen Weatherall is an author, a blogger, speaker, pastor's wife, mom, and, and she's joining us talking about really help for that hungry soul, the uh, encouragements. We're talking about some encouragements to grow in our appetite for the Word of God. And Kristen, the quiet time, as we so typically think of the quiet time, I'm wondering if how we have conceived of our quiet times, the way that we've kind of defined it and talked about it, sometimes might set us up for failure. I do think it's a source of major discouragement and guilt. Explain that. Yeah, Yeah. and and I'll, I'll even say false guilt. Okay. So, you know, am I avoiding the Lord? Do I not have a desire to walk with him? If I feel guilty about that, that th- there might be something there, right? I might want to ask the Lord to search my heart. Um, but I would argue that a lot of us are experiencing um, a false sense of guilt because we think our time in the word has to look a certain way when mm. there is no command in the Bible about having a daily quiet time the way that we conceive of it. And um, I wonder how many of us would be freed up to know that what God commands is not a formula. Yeah. You know, I'm going to get up at 530 and have a solid hour of absolute quiet with my hot coffee and my worship music. What he wants is your heart. He wants your affection. I'm thinking of Deuteronomy 6, where the command is, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. And then he goes on to talk about all the instances throughout our days that we can bring the word into our minds and teach it to our families and live by it. Um, But this is not prescriptive, right? How we do that looks different for each one of us. Now, did Jesus get away on his own to seek the face of the Father? Absolutely, and that is good. And that pursuit is a wonderful pursuit, and we should do that. But I don't think that we should fall into false guilt if that doesn't end up being what happens. Okay. <laughs> there are so yep. many creative ways that we can get into God's Word. Well, and I would guess that you have had to find some of those creative ways uh, out of your own life. Yes. I mean, <laughs> your mom with uh-huh. several small young children who are always mom, 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 constantly demanding time, attention, finding that time to do quiet, quiet time in, in quotes, uh, the way that we kind of think it ought to be done. The reality is so many moms struggle to do that. So how have you found that breaking out of that uh, that picture that so many of us have, how have you been able to do that? What does that uh, kind of look like for you outside of the stereotypical quiet time experience? Sure. Well, I do try and spend time in the Word each morning before you know my feet hit the ground running because if I don't do that and my own you know the voices in my own head and the voices of the world barge in first, it's hard to get to, to get my mind renewed in the Word. So I do try to do that first thing. But you know, Steve, I so value our church. Hmm. Um, we're at the Orchard. My husband is the campus pastor there, and. I get to feast on God's word with my church family every Sunday morning. 
And I'm part of a life group, a small group that meets mm-hmm. midweek. And during that, you know, two hour time period, this matters. And so everything that I, you know, think that I'm losing when my quiet time isn't so quiet at home, I get to receive as I gather with God's people on a Sunday morning, hearing the word uh, preached, you know, listening to it, being read, singing it in worship music, you know? Um, And so I wonder how many of us have discounted church when it's actually perhaps God's primary means to nourish our souls. Hmm. That's a a good challenge uh, to begin to say, okay, what are we also expecting to hear from God at church through the teaching and the proclamation of his word there as we sing the word, as we hear the word, pray the word, and and hear the word being taught there. Um, You know, this is something that I know a lot of us have struggled with, and maybe as you're listening this morning, you're resonating with that, and you're like, yeah, it's been a a struggle for me. Hope that you're picking up some uh, tips and things that can be an encouragement to you this morning. We're going to continue to uh, talk with Kristen about that. Uh, We've got one more little chance to, to connect with her and talk with that in uh, just a few moments. But if you want to find out more about how we can continue to grow the appetite for the Word of God, Kristen's written a book called Help for the Hungry Soul, and you're going to find a link to her website and that when you start at our Facebook page, Don and Steve in the Morning. Find us on YouTube at Dawn and Steve. Well, how's your Bible reading going? You know, if we're going to be honest, some of us would have to say it's not what I want it to be. You know, it's a little bit dry right now. And we know that God's Word is living and active and powerful and supernatural. Like, we we know these things in our minds, but our heart is not experiencing that right now. And so we want to spend time in His Word. And uh, Kristen Weatherall has written a book, Help for the Hungry Soul. It's all about encouragements to grow your appetite for God's Word. And Kristen, one of the things that I think all of us will come up against are just seasons of discouragement, seasons where we don't want to open the Word of God because it does feel dry. And we're like, I know I should do this, but frankly, I'm just not in the place where I even want to. What do you say to the person who's kind of lacking the want to this morning? Mm -hmm. Well, seasons of discouragement, oh, they come in so many different forms. You know, perhaps you're listening and for you, it's a season of suffering. You're, You're walking through a diagnosis or the loss of a loved one, and it feels hard to get up in the morning, Mm -hmm. let alone, you know, open your Bible and spend time with the Lord. Um, You know, I'm just, I'm I'm so encouraged by the fact uh, that Jesus came near to us in our humanness, in our humanity, in order that we could draw near to God, in order that we could come to God through his word. Um, And I have found, you know, I've walked through seasons of chronic pain, as you know, Steve, and... um, the temptation is always to distance myself and to turn from the Lord when what I need most of all is to run to him mm-hmm. and cling to him for dear life. And so, you know, there is so much grace for you if that's the season that you're in. If you're suffering, um, I would say don't go it alone. Surround yourself with your church family. Surround yourself with other believers who will kind of hold up your arms for you when you feel like you can't hold them up yourself. Um, ask people to pray for you. I have gone through seasons of doubt in my faith yeah. and discouragement in that sense. And I've said, I don't even know how to pray for myself. And I've asked my small group and my husband, will you pray for me? And the Lord uses them to to lift me out of it and to draw me near to him again. Um, but it's so helped me to remember that Jesus is a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. He knows what it is to be, to suffer. 
Um, but he drew near to God uh, perfectly so that we can draw near to God. Um, that's been a huge encouragement for yeah. me. I, I think that's an encouragement for uh, a lot of us this morning. One of the other things that can, I think, sometimes hinder our time with God is just the obstacles, the distractions, the fact that maybe our mind is racing on our to-do list or these other external pressures that we're feeling, and we just can't seem to focus, or we run up against another obstacle. When, when you run up against those types of things, those external things that are impacting what's happening internally, have you found a, a way to kind of fight back and push back against those obstacles? So important to talk about because they're pervasive, right? We yeah. live in a digital age where our brains are literally being rewired, and we love um, uh, instant gratification and you know the dopamine hits that yep. come from that instant gratification. And that is not the way that the word works, right? God, God's work is often a slow, at least in our understanding, a slow and an unseen work. So that's that's hard. That's a challenge for us. Uh, we distracted people, you know, who live in this age. So um, my personal challenge to myself, my husband does it as well, is to say, you know what? Scripture before screens. So I am going mm-hmm. to leave my phone in the other room <laughs> on the counter on Do Not Disturb. And I will not open it until I have spent a few moments in the word with the Lord. And it really does change things because we all know, you know, the good intentions. Right. You know, you walk down the stairs in the morning and you're like, I'm going to read my Bible, read my Bible and something dings. Or you remember, oh, I forgot to put that item on my grocery list. So you go to your phone to open it up and then the rest is history, right? Yep. <laughs> your mind is gone. Been there, done it. Yep. So that, that's been a helpful principle for us is Bible before screens and, and really prioritizing hearing from the Lord first. Yeah, that is good. I love that scripture. Before I'm gonna have to write that down. You, you can make a T-shirt with that on there. Right. <laughs> scripture before before screens. Well, uh, Kristen, so appreciate you coming in and uh, spending some time with us this morning. Kristen is uh, a mom, pastor's wife, uh, a speaker, and an author. She's written a number of books, including "Help for the Hungry Soul: Eight Encouragements to Grow Your Appetite." God's Word, and we want to link you to her and to that book, and so you're going to find that link on our Facebook page, Down and Steve in the Morning, or simply go to uh, kristenweatherall.com. But thank you for coming in and spending Mm -hmm. some time with us this morning. As we uh, think about the Word of God and the fact that it is living and active and powerful, do we expect to hear from God as we read His Word? We should, and remembering that God's Word does speak.